This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. Your home for everything Penn State football. This is your host, Jared Prugar, and I thank you as always for listening. Friday night, Penn State wrapped up spring practice. Their 15th and final practice took place at Beaver Stadium in front of quite a bit of fans, mostly seniors and their families as they gear up for the next stage of their life. But also, it was an opportunity for them to get one last time at Beaver Stadium. And while they were there, they saw an offense that kind of took a step above from the last time we were able to see them on the field. Um, and they were lots of, they, they were able to see quite a bit of special teams, um, which is going to be an emphasis for Penn State moving forward, according to James Franklin, after he spoke following the game. So, you know, you look at, you look at the 15 practices that Penn State was able to have. Did they learn a lot? Yes. Did they improve a lot? Who's to say? Obviously, you're going up against yourself every week, every practice. So it's tough to say what areas you got better at or or in what positions you got better at. But what can be said um, right away is that the offense still has a couple question marks. Obviously, we are still very early into the install period, and, and that's what they did in those 15 practices. They spent a lot of time installing the offense, getting to know the playbook. This is the fourth offensive coordinator in five years. So you have to, you know, you look back to when Sean Clifford committed in 2015, I think it was. It's been a wild ride since then as far as the people that have that have been there calling the offense, coaching the quarterbacks, and those sorts of things. So there is a growing process there. Now back to Clifford. He hasn't looked the greatest all spring. Keep in mind this is practice. Now he didn't look the greatest last year either. But last year he had Will Levis on his back. So I think that kind of provided some unnecessary um, stress, unnecessary pressure, um, and, it, and it just didn't work out. Um, now, when, when Clifford took care of the football and, and did those things and did the little things that quarterbacks need to do, didn't turn the ball over, um, hit receivers, checked out of the right plays, checked into the right plays, um, you know, it, it's – he did well and finished the season strong. But the Nittany Lions will need more from him moving forward. He is a three-year starter. Year one was excellent. Year two, not so much. Year three, well, who's who's to say what's going to happen? So, you know, in this year, you have Ta- Taquan Roberson and you have Christian View who are behind him. 
neither one of them have a lot of experience. Uh, you know, so it, it's a situation where you've got to figure that out. You've got to be able to to kind of figure out your offense because every other position I think is set. Obviously, I think they're probably a little bit they're too too deep um, in uh, on the offensive line. I think that which is a good thing. You know, the ones and twos, uh, and then you look at the wide receivers. You've got. Just off the top of my head, you have Jahan Dodson, Parker Washington, and Keandre Lambert-Smith um, that started last year. Then you also have Cam Sullivan-Brown. You have Marquise Wilson. Um, you know you have Mega. You have all these guys. And then you look at the tight end, and you have Brenton Strange and Theo Johnson. The offense is pretty deep. And then you've got in the running back, the running back room is absolutely filled with talent. And Kevon Lee, Noah Kane, Devin Ford. Um, Keziah Holmes, Tank Smith, uh, John Lovett. So you look, you look at the offense, and they're pretty deep all the way around. But you look at quarterback, and you still kind of scratch your head. You, you know, it, it, it's a very curious case to see what's gone on for for Sean Clifford because last year he just did not look good at times. He did not look crisp at times. Get he got benched. You know, and and we've talked about this at length in this podcast before. Uh, Clifford has to step up. Right now he's kind of a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's he's not a top-10 guy. He's not a team that is going to propel you into the college football playoff. He's going to get Penn State into the top-10? Sure. Um, the, it, you know, with Clifford at the helm, I as it stands right now with the talent that they have and everything that they have, I see Penn State as an 8-9 win team. Um, and that's just kind of the way it is. You know, they're they're – the first week against Wisconsin is going to tell you a lot about them. It's a tough way to start the season. Uh, then you look at teams like Ohio State. Are they going to beat Penn State? Uh, can Penn State go into Columbus and win? Uh, something they haven't done in quite some time. So, you know, you look at it down the road, and and Clifford, to me, is a 9-10 win quarterback, and I think that's kind of his ceiling as of right now. Now, obviously, it is April. We still have plenty of time between now, the summer, and and the and the start of fall training camp, so a lot can change. But Clifford's got to get better. But so too do the guys behind him. The U just got to campus in January. Taquan Roberson was uh, significantly behind Levis and Clifford last year. He didn't get very many reps until the last game of the season. So you know the playing experience of those guys just is not where it needs to be uh, to feel comfortable throwing those guys in a game. Especially say Clifford goes down against Wisconsin. Those guys haven't stepped up and, and played in, in those situations um, against a big-time team like Wisconsin. So, you know, it, it's tough to kind of predict that, but I do think that James Franklin, like he's alluded to all spring, is going to go out in the transfer portal and, and grab somebody to bring them in and, and bring them in as a, uh, as a starter and give Clifford a little bit of competition. Um, all of those quarterbacks do good, do good things. Uh, Roberson looked pretty good at times. Uh, Friday night, uh, VU, obviously I don't see him taking the field uh, for the next year or so. And that's only just because he's a true freshman. He just got there in January. Um, does he have the potential to play? Yeah, just not right away. Um, and I think that's where they're at with there. But in Clifford, um, Clifford had a great pass to Jahan Dawson on the first drive that went for 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, he had some spurts where he just wasn't good. He had some spurts where he was great. But I think overall the offense took a step up from what they were at um, last year, which is great. It's all going to be determined between the quarterbacks and the offensive line because if neither of those things um, work, 
obviously, you know, that's something you've got to you've got to take into your own hands and, and figure out how to make it better. The offensive line last year until they were switched around was awful. And I think that contributed a lot to Sean Clifford's lack of success. But, you know, at the same time, you have to be confident. You have to be confident in your abilities as a player, as a as a quarterback, as the as a leader on the team. And I think that's exi- that's what um what Clifford needs to do. He needs to, needs to come out and play confident football, protect the football and and just keep opponents uh, at bay, and if they can go out and, and score more often than not, and and hold teams defensively, which we'll get to in the second uh, in the second segment, you know that's something that that these guys can do, and that Clifford can do. Um, he's not a quarterback that's going to lead you down for lead you from thirty four points down to victory, but he's a guy that that's going to get the most out of his players and, and get the most out of his peers as a as a captain, and I think that's huge for him too if that's the way the Nittany Lions go in the fall. But, you know, anything is possible. But they do need help at, at the quarterback position. And I, and I don't mean just Clifford. I, it, it is solely on the backups. Um, but not only to know what they're doing and be prepared to go in, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's good to get that experience and good to get that kind of level of familiarity with the, with the college game, something that Penn State's quarterbacks – really don't have right now um but that's enough about the offense we're going to get talking to and about the defense here in segment two i'll catch you on the flip side i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the segment two of We Are Podcast and DK Sports Radio. This is your host, Jared Prugar. Um, you know, we talked at length about the offense in the first segment. Now let's talk about the defense. The defense is deep. This, the defensive backs are so deep, they're starting to move positions. Uh, like Marquise Wilson, who was a uh, defensive back for the Nanny Lions last year. Now he's a wide receiver. They're, they started to kind of toss around some ideas of, of players moving around positions too last night. Um, or not last night, but Friday night, we saw Keaton Ellis move to the safety position. The cornerback position is loaded. You've got Tariq Castro-Fields. You've got Joey Porter Jr. You've got Kalen King. Um, you've got a lot of depth there at that position. I think that's big moving forward. At safety, you've got Jaquan Brisker. Uh, you've got guys like that. And when you have that, you have a really good problem. You have that quality depth, which is huge. Um but it's guys that know how to play the game. You know, they're they're older guys. Um, obviously, King's a freshman. But it's just one of those situations where you have that depth in the defensive backfield, and that's huge. But now up front, you know, you have um, Ibekadi. You have, you know, P.J. Mustafer. 
You have Tarburton. You have some of those guys, and that's huge too as well. So you've got to get those guys built up um, and build up big because, you know, they are going to be key cogs in this um, in the uh, in the defense moving forward. So that leaves us with the linebacker position. Jesse Lucetta, Ellis Brooks, both have had extensive playing time at the Mike linebacker or the middle linebacker. And, you know, you look at Lucetta, he's got the athleticism to play as a as an offensive or as a defensive lineman. So I think that's something to kind of look into moving forward with the Nittany Lions because, you know, there are only so many positions you can play. You know, you've got Ellis Brooks, you've got um, you've got Brandon Smith too. So, you know, this is an opportunity for those guys to to come out and and show their worth and earn that roster spot. And I think this is an excellent opportunity, uh, you know, for them to do it. Now, Lucetta didn't play this spring. He didn't get any live reps in practice, and I believe that was just purely maintenance. He, I don't. He didn't look too unhealthy on the sidelines. I think this that's just kind of preventative maintenance so that he doesn't get too many reps and run that risk of getting hurt because if that if that happens obviously that kind of puts a big wrench in the Penn State's uh, in, into their defense um during the season. So I think it was a great idea to to do that um which is, you know, that's that's exactly what they need. So you know, moving forward, it's going to be one of those situations where um where who's Who's going to outplay you? Who's who wants to get better? Um, and in and, and in that instance, in that defensive instance, you know, there's a lot of compete on that on the defensive side of the football. There's a lot of things to like from that defensive side of the football moving forward. And when that happens, that's that's a really good sign. So you know, you look at Ellis Brooks and you look at Jesse Lucetta. Lucetta can play defensive end. He's got the athleticism. He's got the range. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of deploy him uh, come the fall because obviously in in this time period, we're not going to see anything that's of value. That's not going to happen. Um, but it's just one of those situations where, you know, you just kind of have to grin and bear it. Um, but, you know, the front, I think, played well. The linebackers have been athletic and flying to the football. Um, safeties, I think, have played pretty well. You know, you you get that perfect recipe of, of guys in the box and and guys that, that are doing and want to do uh, what they need to do to get better. And Jaquan Brisker is one of those guys. You know, you he comes back hungry. Uh, he wants more. He wants a national championship. And, and then it, all Franklin does is talk about how, you know, he's imagining that. He, he's... You know he's playing the mind games to to help him with that, and I think that's that's going to give them an edge. You know he he kind of burst on the scene last year. He's he's always been athletic since getting here from Lackawanna College, um, but you know it it's just one of those situations where now that he's playing every day, what can this kid do next? And I think that's big as well. But you know at the same time you've got to you've got to be able to handle a lot of those different things and and see how you can help and make it better defensively. Uh, because they did struggle. No matter how bad or how experienced they were, they did struggle. And I think losing Micah Parsons the way that they did did not help. It definitely did not help whatsoever. But now you've got both Brooks and Lucetta in the, the middle linebacker position. Obviously, you can't play there at the same time. So I think they're going to get creative in how they use um, not just Lucetta, but also those guys as well. Uh, same thing with King. 
I think that James Franklin is going to move him around and, and kind of see the ways that he can use him. Um, he's athletic enough, and he can handle it. Uh, he showed that in the first scrimmage that we were able to see. And, you know, you look at this Penn State roster, and it's it's really deep. It's deep uh, at almost every position, like I said in the first segment, except for quarterback. Um, and that's not necessarily saying that there's not any talent there. It's just that that talent is just uh, significantly inexperienced compared to some of the other position groups uh, around the team. But, you know, you, you compare and contrast the two scrimmages, and I do think that this scrimmage was a lot better for the Penn State offense. Um, it did seem like they were able to pick up some uh, rushes and, and blitzes a little bit better than than they typically would, which is huge. So, you know, that improvement being noted is is excellent for the Nittany Lions moving forward. You know, Clifford's got to step up. Like I said in the first segment, he's got to step up. Um, and if he doesn't, that's scary for the Nittany Lions moving forward. It just is. Um, Jahan Dotson's Jahan Dotson. He was a stud yesterday or on Friday night. It was huge. And what was like an incredible day because he threw, he threw for a touchdown off an end around uh, gadget play. And then he also caught a touchdown uh, pass from Sean Clifford as well. So, you know, Penn state has the tools. They have the depth. They have that quality depth that they've always, they've always wanted and that they've needed uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And now they just kind of have to cultivate it and put those players in positions um, where they want to, uh, where they want to play. So it'll be interesting to see how Brent Pry handles that defensively. Um, Penn State, the offense is pretty set in stone. You know, uh, I, I do believe that it's going to be Noah Kane and, and uh, Kevon Lee who get the first couple nods in the backfield uh, for the Nittany Lions uh, in the fall. You know, you look at Jahan Dotson, Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith. I think that's going to be your first group of guys um, at wide receiver. I think it's between Brenton Strange and Theo Johnson at tight end. You've got Mike Miranda. You've got um, you've got a bunch of guys along that offensive line. Rasheed Walker, who had a great camp or a great spring. Um, you know, that's it's an opportunity for him to step up and improve. Why the Penguins, or I'm not the Penguins, but the, um, why Penn State hasn't gotten rid of them. So. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that happens and how that how that develops um, as everything goes along. But um, you know, now it's it's time for the for the summer. It's time for, to evaluate and talk to those players uh, about what is needed from them between now and the summer and, and and everything that goes on with that. And that's what's next for James Franklin. Then he'll fly to the draft um, with Brent Pry to support Micah Parsons, uh, who was invited to the draft in Cleveland. So it'll be interesting to see where Micah Parsons ends up. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big week for, for everybody at Penn State. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But, you know, you look at everything. Penn State is in a far better situation now than what they were last year. Obviously, they have those 15 practices. Last year, they didn't even get to that. So that's one step above last year already. Now it's just kind of developing those guys and, and, and putting that putting them into work putting them into positions to succeed. And when they're able to do that, I think it's going to uh, bode well for the Nathan Lions in the fall. But until then, uh, and until next week, this has been your host of the We Are Podcast, Jared Prugar. And as always, I thank you for listening, and I will catch you next week.